Hello, you're listening to Common Ride with me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington. You can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. This week, we return to Common Rider 01, and we look at episode 35.5, 36, and 37. And... Everyone, we are back, and guess what? We're talking about Common Rider. Oh, we spent what, like eight, seven weeks on yeah. just Power Rangers? Yeah, that was a huge hiatus, man. Um, now I see what the athletes feel like when they got their season shut down in the middle of nowhere. It's like, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, and much like them, we spent uh weeks in Disneyland because we went back to like my door for Power Rangers, and man, it it's different. Just uh, the way stories are. Are like done the stakes, the acting, very different world between Power Rangers and like Zero One. Yeah, very different. I just wish we got to record our episodes at Disney <laughs> inside the bubble. I just want to ride Dumbo and talk about like Tommy or, or <laughs> Curtis. Uh, Curtis, but no. Um, <clears throat> so basically, um, we did we saw episode 35 um, of Zero One, then we did the movie, then there was a bunch of weird like filler ones. There was like a the presidential special that was about like Aruto that had some character stuff in it that like I'll like reference later. But then there was like uh, three episodes about like if Fuo wanted to try different career paths and it was all like a clip show <laughs> with like voiceover. Hmm. So I thought that wasn't really super important to us, you know? So uh, yeah, there's um if you really care, you can watch the presidential special, but like the shooting special and the super job wars they don't seem as important, but I think that like 35.5 was like all the recap that like he really needed from our uh, gap. Yeah. And it played as a refresher as well as a, uh, a good introduction back into get into the swing of things. And um, right now it's looking like zero one is going to end at episode 45, meaning that there's just 10 episodes left eight. If you count what we're going to cover in, in the back half, which is man, that's not a lot. Yeah. It's kind of sad, man. Not that we think about it. And uh, uh, we don't have too many details, but did you want to hear about uh, what is currently trademarked as next year's Common Rider series? Yeah, I'm re- I'm very intrigued about that. All we have is the name and the logo, but um, and this is confirmed or is this just speculation? This is confirmed. Oh, so, okay. so usually around this time, um, you might get like something. Uh, maybe the next few weeks, like we might get like a weird teaser. Like last year, there was like a, a like um, newscaster human gear that like a randomly appeared and people didn't know what a human gear was that kind of thing hmm. but and there might be like a cameo in the movie of zero one but that movie's been pushed back so we didn't even know so like they might not meet until like they're like their movie in december even so uh but no um it is uh confirmed that next year's common rider will be common rider saber saber yeah hmm. i like the name and like that could mean like a lot of things like a lot of people like are thinking like is it knights? Is it like fantasy themed? Is it and like there's lots of weird fake shit like going around too. Like there's like um every year it's like a tradition that there will be like fake magazine scans that have like fake weapons and fake forms and like fake toys. Mm-hmm. And they're really detailed too. We'll hear like, oh, um for this year's, for example, it was like, oh, um, next year's common writer show will be about like a businessman who uses a briefcase because they heard one thing and they like instead made like a whole line of like fake common riders that like had like tie themed weapons and like their transformation belt was like a tie clip thing and like it's just like kind of right but kind of not so there's like a lot of like weird misinformation going around hmm. but it's a lot of fun honestly uh but yeah so we know officially it's going to be common saber don't know what that means <laughs> could be a lot of things yeah that's very ambiguous but i kind of like not knowing what it is at the moment but I'm definitely looking forward to that teaser. Are we going to talk about that on pod whenever it drops? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, we don't know. Like, it might just be like a press conference in like a month because it's going to start airing uh, around like September 11th, September 18th. So like, 
right after zero one ends like the next week or maybe like two weeks after so it's wow, that's coming a, up that's a quick turnover i didn't know Kamen Rider like came back that fast because you know with anime and like other regular tv shows it usually takes like a year off you know to like film everything but so i guess they've been filming this whole time yeah there's a whole new um hmm. production crew different writing cast like every year they do like between like 45 and the maximum there's been has been 53 episodes but like usually most shows go for like 48 49 episodes and then a like new show premieres like the next week basically nice and like then you have um like sentai too which is off kilter so like it'll be like six months into common rider there's like a new sentai six months into like sentai there's like a new common rider so it's like a cool like, oh kind of that's like, awesome so it's something to watch every quarter there's a new show yeah don't know what that will be but what i do know is that um you've been watching something playing something this week uh man i've been watching a lot it's crazy like the i had a fall off and then now i'm just watching everything but um just something for the listeners if you guys do have hulu um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week or not, but Zoe Kravis is in a show called High Fidelity. And if you're like a music nerd and you like rom-coms, this is right up reality. It's like so much fun to watch. And um, it's not plot driven, but it's like different sl- subplots that go on throughout the show that keep you interested. And it's so freaking good. Um, also, another romantic, not comedy, <laughs> more like a depressing romantic story about this toxic relationship, but it's so intriguing. It's called Normal People. Uh, that's on Hulu as well, and it's so freaking good. Um, the premise is, uh, um, I believe his name is Colin or Colonel. They're from Ireland. I don't really know the pronunciation. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> a girl named Marianne, they meet in high school, and it follows their you know, secrecy and their love story through high school into college into after and it's so freaking good and i think it's best on based on a book a bestseller also by the name normal people um you guys should check that out and then uh for netflix i watched it wasn't so good um will ferrell's new film uh eurovision oh yeah. i forgot about that yeah it dropped uh last week right yeah i guess so i that's an actual movie that's not just like a sing along or like a they're pretending be announcers while there's real songs going on that's a real movie <laughs> yeah it's a real movie but it's also a sing-along as well um i thought it would be more funny because the name that's attached to it will ferrell but you know uh i think we had a conversation about this on a previous pod about the expectations for netflix films mm-hmm. um yeah and i think my expectation was a little bit too high but um it did make me tear up a little bit towards the end um we're me and my girlfriend we're gonna stop watching it halfway through and we're like, we got an hour left, let's power through. And it actually turned around on the back half of the film. Um, the only thing that I was really annoyed about was like the accents were horrible. And I know they were making fun of the accents from Iceland, but it was just like they're not even trying at some points. You know what I mean? But um yeah. overall it was decent. Some funny moments, but it wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. Um, I'm looking at it now. It kind of reminds me of when like Will Ferrell really went on like a run of movies that I'm sure made a ton of money and like were fine, but the ice skating one, do you remember that? I never watched that one. What was it called? Blades of Glory. It was like yeah. a Yeah. It's just like big hair and like big costumes and everybody like kind of looks like Ric Flair kind of thing and like talks like vaguely German. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a I'm sure that will make them a ton of money just from like name recognition. And oh like, yeah, for sure. Kudos to him. Yeah, for sure. And you know, everybody. When I say, I wouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people are still quarantined, so you know they're looking for something to watch. And um, you know, Will Ferrell's in it. And I forget the female actress's name, but she's very popular as well. Um, and she's in it. And then Demi Lovato is in it randomly. Oh, <laughs> huh. what? Yeah. Hmm? What she do? Is it just like a weird cameo? Uh, she's one of the contestants. Okay. And then they kind of find a way to keep her character, um, popping up through, throughout the movie because it's Demi Lovato, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't a complete bummer, but definitely not what I thought it was going to be. I do think that, like, there is space for, like, the mid-level comedy. Like, I was just talking to somebody about, um, the last movie that Chris Farley ever did was this one called Almost Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Never not a it. great movie, <laughs> but it's like um about like this other expedition that's trying to beat Lewis and Clark to like reach the other side of America kind of thing. Hmm. And 
it's not great but um uh, you might know it like there's this scene where like the whole crew comes to like a brothel but like there's no actual woman there they're just all like made out of straw and they still like go through with it and like just like and then like the <laughs> brothel burns down like eurovision that kind of seems like a big deal that they put out a eurovision with like official branding like you think that would be like a major like tour de force not just like a dull comedy forgive me for my ignorance but is that actually a competition eurovision yeah oh um, like, i had no idea that was a real thing that's crazy it's become like really popular in the last five years in the u.s and like around the world but like um okay it's been like it's like a 64 year long contest now and it's like just like a bunch of countries will just like have a song and a performance and like each round they'll go further and further and get points uh so like it's just like a very big like it's kind of like the olympics of american idol i guess if that makes sense yeah the competition was very intriguing and uh now that it is i found out it's a real thing i would definitely have to look look it up because i'm into like competitions like that i kind of like uh you know america's best dance crew um yeah. and stuff like that i like international in country side uh competition so i definitely look it up yeah like i've like literally like a little bit but like it's very much like um how people like something like the great british like bake-off where it's just like not overly produced in the same way that like a lot of like american stuff is where like it's just like a very like weird and like there's lots of different things to it where like i think like a couple years ago like one of the songs in the finals was like about like this guy who had like a problem with like premature like ejaculation and like it was just like a the big swedish song was all about that (laughs) that's funny i've been looking at um a weird one actually this week but i was so oddly surprised by it like um everybody has that moment where they're like hanging out with like a like friend or like a partner and then that person wants to watch something you're like oh we technically have enough time to watch that but i don't want to um never before and that was me and um my girlfriend um we saw that netflix had just dropped the first season of the reboot of babysitter's club oh i heard my girlfriend shout that that was on netflix from when i was playing on the game but i didn't know it was like a reboot i thought it was like the old movie no um it's like a kids nowadays like 12 13 like seventh grade and they start like their whole club and they like do figure out ways to like make it make sense for like them to have like some 90s stuff like a landline or whatever but um i was like there for the first episode because like because i was on the couch but um (laughs) then i was honestly really surprised by how freaking good of a show it was it's probably like one of the best shows i've seen this year wow yeah um it's just like a very modern take like one of my big pet peeves about like shows that have like teens and kids is that like they'll make like 13 year olds act like they're like six-year-olds and like they talk about real stuff and they have like real emotions and like there's some mature stuff that goes on when you're like a teen like i always felt like a lot of like stuff that like depicted teens either went like full-on like seth rogan or made them seem like complete like pure beings kind of thing like this like very much feels like they're like a bunch of real people um the cast is very diverse they've like done like a lot of cool plots like we watched um we went for from watching one episode to watching the first five episodes in like one sitting and it was really good so what's the uh overall plot is it just like them going through whatever grade they're in or is it like an adventure type uh it's just like um four and later five girls um make a team to do babysitting um and they have different problems and like it shouldn't work or like be as compelling as it is but they get really great like performances out of like the child actors um they all put in really good jobs and like they really like put in stuff like the parent throughout like alicia silverstone is the mom of the main girl whoa yeah oh man i definitely have to check this out now it feels very real for like the adults and the people that watched it like 25 years ago like 20 years ago but it also feels like it's something that's watchable for kids like a little bit like eighth grade that movie from like two years ago oh, was I where love like, that movie yeah yeah it's like not quite as like mature but it's just like um <laughs> it feels like a show that like you could watch and enjoy and feel like represented by as like a 12 or 13 year old but also like is good for adults to watch and like it was just like uh like there's like one scene where like it just like is like oh how do we show this character being so 
freaking mad that she like she wants to like destroy something and they do it in a way that's like ridiculous but also like super realistic where like she just like <laughs> walks into like in the kitchen and just starts punching a bag of Doritos open it and they fly everywhere just like it's so like dumb but it also just like gets across like the mood so well it's just like a very it's honestly it feels like the same kind of moment that like Stranger Things was for like boys that play D&D but for like girls that like had much more like slice of life problems so I would like completely recommend it Um, it's not Toku yet it might turn into it later. Um, they haven't gone <laughs> to summer camp yet, but it's just a very good slice of life. Like, um, like I'm trying to like be more open to, to like stuff made for like made for women too. Cause like there's kind of like a bias in media where like that stuff's like not seen as important cause it's not guns or fighting, but like it, it was just like a very good like character work in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, speaking of clubs and babysitting, we should talk about, Common Rider Zero One. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And here we are. Talk about Common Rider Zero One. It's been a while, but no, um, it's it's nice. It's so nice to be back. Very. We like Power Rangers, but it's not trying to be like a cohesive show the same way. Um, and what do you think of um, t- to come back in with um, episode 35.5? How was Metsubo Jr. formed? Um, that's like kind of a recap and kind of new stuff. <clears throat> yeah, episode uh, 35.5. Uh, I thought it was going to be one of those recap episodes when it's just like regurgitating stuff that we already know. But it was at the same it was uh recappy, but at the same time it was also like pretty much pushing the plot forward at the same time. So it wasn't like a filler episode, but it was also recapping like why exactly Mesh Bujinrai is here. And the appearance of uh <laughs> evil Izu. <laughs> Azu. Yeah. I, yeah. Azu. <laughs> uh that was a good surprise. I thought that was pretty cool that uh the Ark had his own assistant as well. And uh we got to see the or step into the minds of the members of Mesbu Jinrai for a little bit. So that was also fun too. Cause we don't spend a ton of time with them, but to have a whole episode dedicated to them was, you know, a good change of pace. What'd you think? Yeah, it felt like there was lots of work, not just here, but like in all three episodes to um condense or like rewrite to make up for the fact that there may be missing three or four episodes from the gap. So like there's just like a lot of work here. Like I felt like this like did a very good job at like introducing stakes and emotion like almost like a musical episode does where just like we just need like a way like a mechanic to show what some characters that you might not know about are like thinking and feeling to like kickstart the story a bit mm-hmm. and yeah um i really loved um man azu is has a way different energy than izu yeah i like it she's definitely not polite <laughs> she's definitely evil um she's definitely saying a lot of things like there's a point where she says um that like roby has like a major case of daddy face and i was like ah oh, i feel bad for like the shippers out there and the fandom they're being attacked uh how'd you feel about the uh singularity points i like that as like a plot point and like a thing they needed to get i could totally see like a version of the show where maybe they spent a couple episodes gathering those so it made sense if like there was a point to like condense things there's like have it be condensed here. Yeah, I think it worked better this way versus having one episode for each member. And um, it was good for like um, it made sense for for seeing their doubts. Like, cause like um, we don't really know a ton about Ikazuchi um and like his doubts. So like to see like his brotherly feelings and like his brother's been in the show like two or three times since he was last on like episode fifteen. So it's cool to see there's some like stuff there. Um, for Naki. They made a lot of sense. Um, and then uh, just um, the way they did it with Jin, too. Just I loved that Jin was being like approached by like a hologram of like Aruto. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. One thing I've been wondering is they haven't super gone into detail about like how Jin came back and how he became different. 
what do you think about like the way he was interacting compared to the rest of Metsubo Jinra, where they were just like completely enthralled? Well, I, I guess I like I liked it because Jin and Hirobi seem like they're on a different wavelength than Naki and I can't pronounce the other guys. Sorry, but uh, I feel like it worked. Um, but it maybe it, it might have been a little bit more effective if we knew exactly um, more about, like you said, how he came back. Yeah, and I was like a little disappointed when like uh, we see him contacting somebody but then like later on it's like you like I was like oh is there like a secret other party is it like a hologram of like of like of, of like Ardo's grandfather like is it like some kind of like cool other group and I was like no it's just like me making a plan with like you which was like fun but yeah and it kind of set I that up more. before the hiatus too when they met on the bridge I don't know if you remember that or not yeah but uh yeah they kind of set that up but uh, we were more concerned about her being manipulated by Mesopur Jinra. Um, I guess we really didn't trust Jin at the time, but he seemed like he, he really wanted to stick by his word about entities, this little three-episode arc. Yeah, because like where we were getting with um, episode like 35 and 34 was like, oh, hey, even Naki, um, but like every one of the three members of Mesopur Jinra besides Ikazuchi, uh <laughs> <laughs> That name just does not work in my mouth, but um, like they yeah, were, um, yeah, we had to come up with a nickname for him. <laughs> we could still call him Raiden from before, like he was Raiden okay. back in the day. That's fine, like he's Raiden. Let's do Raiden, yeah, test your might. Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> like they were all acting vulnerable, like they were all like having a relationship. It was like Naki, they had like a lot of respect for Fua and to like a lesser extent, like you, uh, Jin and Hirobi liked the shit out of Aruto and like we're like oh yeah we're not gonna kill you you're fine like a couple mm-hmm. of points so it's cool to see like that's like a major pain point with this new villain that's like yeah and um we should go into episode 36 which um is called I am the Ark and a Common Rider which is like a cool subversion on like <laughs> all those prior titles but yeah um this is a good episode <laughs> very good and um it starts kind of weird because it's like um, Arto and Izu are getting groceries and they see that Fua is going to see like a fortune teller and that doesn't really go anywhere besides some funny gags I guess yeah uh, I didn't. I feel like I didn't really need to bring in the Humagear fortune teller um, her faces were frightening <laughs> the ones she was making when she was trying to read his, uh, his uh, fortune but I did like how they segued into introducing I or AI that was cool it's like their personal Alexa yeah, HN is a solid, she's just a very solid character to like bring in. Just um, also kind of felt like a plot device to like move forward with less episodes. Like, where it's just like, oh, hey, talk to me about your feelings. Here's what you should do to, to like try and resolve or move forward some of these feelings. So, like, instead yeah. of maybe like two episodes of people being like weird, it was just like talk to each other. I was just kind of shocked that, um, Fua knew exactly where his parents were. I thought it was going to be like some kind of mystery of trying to find them, but he knew exactly where they lived at. I'm like, I thought you said your parents were, I don't know. When he got his new memories from Naki or like his old memories from Naki um, and they were like, oh, you had like a normal life. I guess they just had all the information on Fua before um, he got brainwashed by Ames and Zaya. It's kind of easy to forget, but the last episode we saw or maybe like the second to last was where um was where Naki imitated Arto and did the joke about the futon. And then that's yeah. the same joke that like Fua sees when he's like looking at his family. Yeah, I remember that. Now put two and put two and two together. So you think that Naki remembered that joke as a child? Like his dad uses that joke all the time or something? Um, I don't know if like um it sounds like a joke that like for like Fua, like I think like um, it just sounds like a joke that maybe they heard or like whatever. But like yeah, um, I'm not sure. But um, it's cool that like they just showed this lame family washing their car, <laughs> and then like a <laughs> dumb joke that we've seen before is very fun. Yeah, and I, and I didn't feel like he needed to go over there and talk to him, so that worked too. Even though uh, hopefully he gets the, a chance to interact with them before the season ends, I didn't feel like that was a, the time to do it. Yeah, and um, it just felt like a very much like not like complete closure but just kind of like hey we spent a lot of time on like tearing down and rebuilding fua 
he's kind of in an all right place for right now for like some more work to happen with other characters. Um, yeah. and, and like, I liked that, um, at the start of the episode, what Aruto was thinking was let's make a human gear. That's not for working and still a chat is for people to like, listen to, but like, I'm kind of wondering if like the ultimate thing that Aruto does is make a human gear with no purpose or like, maybe that's what Jin is, but like, um, that's like kind of what I'm waiting for is like a next step in like understanding the value of life, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she seemed very relatable or understanding. So I don't know how he tapped into or how he created, you said HN? Is that her name? Yeah. I think it's like HN. Okay. To, uh, cause my tramp, my sub was different. <laughs> That's why I'm like, well, it's Carter. I on mine. But anyways, um, I just wonder how he tapped into, uh, her having a conscience already. She seems like she already has singularity in at some moments in these last few episodes. The way she responds yeah. to Fu and Yu. I think singularity is kind of like Super Saiyan. At a certain point, everyone has it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's what it felt. Because you go from the fortune telling Humagear to A-Chan. <laughs> and it's night and day. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I like that they just like have the ability to have like a random character return like they had like uh the bot dude come back with like the oh, light yeah. bulb in his head again mm-hmm. so i guess like they just have the ability to like make personalities which is cool but um and shout out to fool for taking advice from a uh intelligent you know what i mean he would have never did that at the beginning of the show he's like a whole different character that's how you write yeah exactly and um i can't help but think that like HN's go, like going to be important to how they like solve things in the end and like in like some way like maybe just like some big like moment of like faith or like reveal because um they probably are going to need a lot more positive thing in the next few episodes because uh man like we see the arc come to life as this weird spore and infect members of Metsubo Jinra and it's not it's not pretty yeah I'm like is the arc like uh, Venom, <laughs> like a symbiote, and he just jumps from host to host. But uh, seems like a little bit more deeper than that. Did you watch Bleach or no? Uh, no, I did not watch Bleach. Okay, so I guess uh, the voice of the arc, um, also was the voice of I'm gonna botch this because I also didn't watch Bleach, but like of like Azan, who's like one of the main villains of Bleach, and just um, they really, I just love the way that like the arc had kind of the same effect as like metal cluster but like also different and like also like all the weird animals like it just very much like it felt like it had all the abilities that we'd see just kind of like turned up to like 11 and like it was like a major threat when we saw it yeah it was frightening then it turns into a belt um after hacking into Hirobi um and then that's when Yua and like Jin like fight and they kind of get their asses whooped pretty bad yeah, they didn't even stand a chance. Um, the arc destroys you and hospitalizes her. So that was pretty wild. Yeah, because it can move like Shining Hopper. It can like make metal move like Metal Cluster Hopper. It can hurt um on like the like Ames Riders implants and stuff. So like this new rider, like Hopper Rider Arc Zero, can just kind of like <clears throat> do everything and like yeah, better than be. before. And like um, he fights so brutally too. Like just like dodges and punching like really hard and like really accurate and what a cool suit too it looks fantastic yeah it looks it looks pretty good i didn't like it at first but by episode 37 i was used to it i kind of wish that it um instead of having like the red eye and the yellow eye it just had like two yellow eyes because they were like very understated and creepy yeah and i do like how um one of his arc i mean eyes looks like the arc itself i do like yeah that. That belt looks very old school. Like it kind of like it looks. Remember when we watched Kamen Rider Black? It looks just like that belt. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like a throwback. We also check it on Guy, and of all the characters, I feel like Guy's the character you could forget was in this show from like the past eight weeks or like that recap. <laughs> I sure did. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. I forgot he was on the show. And his plan is, I'm not sure. He's trying to turn. He's trying to arm the public. And make people get raid risers and keys. And at some point this episode or next episode, he says, oh, when we release the raid risers, I'm going to make everybody hacked 
buy like a like Zaya spec go berserk so people will buy more raid risers. Yeah, and I'm like, that is such a fucking scumbag move, man. Um, excuse my French, but so you have the Zaya specs out there, and then you're going to put out this product to make people buy. You know what I mean? Like you put the the specs out there, and you make the belts, and you corrupt the specs to make them buy the belts. It's just like such a douche move, man. What he's trying to do is say, okay, I'm gonna like make crime and then sell guns and tell people yeah. to need them. And it's just oh. exactly. I'm sure like the end game is something like, oh, I'm gonna like um make it so people need Zaya specs to keep up at work with all these jobs that are opening from like lack of human gears that need human gear abilities. Then I'm gonna make some of them get hacked like enough that it's still used, but like a like not enough where they stop being used, but enough where people are in fear that I'm gonna sell powers the people that i control it's just the worst kind of like war profiteering or like militarization of like the public it's he's the worst yeah and at the same time it also reflects real life uh arms dealers and stuff like that you know what i mean he's like a shitty like lex luther meets like joker kind of character he's like i made some fear gas and also i made super guns yeah and um we see you uh in the hospital she spooked. Uh, she got really badly wrecked. Um, then Fua and Arthur are like, well, let's go fight this new threat. Um, and yeah, they honestly don't do too bad at first. Because like at first blush, it's like, oh, they're able to push back the arc. But then it was like a weird fate. So the arc could like get beaten, but so that Jin was too beaten to help them. And then the arc could like turn off like Fua's powers and then just beat the shit out of Aruto one on one. Yeah, I was hoping that wasn't the case. I'm like, the arc can't be this weak. You know what I mean? But uh, it tur- he turned things around by the end of the fight. Because he's basically Cell. Like, he-, he just shows up and just beats the crap out of like the last major power. And he just like, um, we see Aruto like kind of holds on a little bit, but like still, he just gets like the brake speed off of him. Yeah, and that was a good fight, too, on the bridge. I like that one a lot. The arc can also make weapons appear and, like, 3D print stuff in real time. Like, just all kinds of powers. Just seems, like, unstoppable. I do have one critique about the arc, and maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe I should bring this up into uh, episode 37. But I just wished whenever he hopped different hosts that his suit changed as well. I could see them doing that if, like, maybe, like, the other eye, the yellow eye, had different colors, and like it went from like purple to like red to yeah, blue. Nothing major, but just like can't be the same suit and you change bodies. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Even though he's connected to the driver, I understand that, but I think it'd be a lot cooler if it was like you can tell whose body he was in. You know what I mean? Though they did kind of like use that as a plot point in like the first fight that we like majorly like see him in, though. So it's kind of cool. Um, and just like all the effects, like when the arc does his finisher and like, it's like a glitching out version of like the like attack, like announcement that looks real good. Uh, and yeah, like uh, we're in episode like 37, they get saved by Jin and Jin gets hacked, but also Ardo is spooked now too. He's just like very much afraid and like overwhelmed by like what he just saw in the arc. Yeah. We've never seen him like this. He's, he seems like he's met his match in, I hope he's able to pull this out. I mean, even towards the end, he's just like, I'm frightened of you. You know what I mean? So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really deep. And, uh, it's crazy to see him like this. Cause he's always like, never die, never give up. But then you see him this afraid of, you know, the arc. So this is going to yeah. be a good next eight episodes. And there's so many like plots going on at this point. Like it just feels like these episodes were like, redone in the eight weeks like to make sure that like a lot of stuff got moved forward because um we get the whole thing about like the vice president um john finds out that um guy is going to to make people go berserk in order to sell more weapons so Mm -hmm. he's trying to like get information to get guy arrested or just like taken off the board or whatever and that's a cool little plot for him. Like he seemed really cool this episode, like the vice president. Honestly, yeah, I, I actually wrote that in my notes. I'm like, this is like the first time I thought the the vice president was cool. Even the director is pretty funny in the, in this episode too. And I mean, you know, COVID sucks, and it sucked that we had our show taken away from us from some odd months. But it might have helped the ending of the show, to be honest. Um, 
like I joked with you about it before the pod started that the budget even looks, you know, like they crammed all the money that they had left over yeah. for the episodes into these last eight. And it's kind of like, you know, the last season of Game of Thrones. I mean, the, the even though it sucked, like the ending, the budget was like out of this world. So um, it's just you could definitely tell like the budget is being put, you know, like they're emptying the clip with these next eight episodes. And like one thing, too, is that um, unlike in Game of Thrones, like it's not going to be like a big deal when you see a water bottle in like zero one. So it's fine. Like it just <laughs> or a Starbucks cup. All, all the strengths and none of the weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they found that stuff. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we see Yua gets a chan and like wants to apologize about being a stooge for Zaya. And that's like a really cool scene. Just I love the stuff with Fua and Yua. I'm not sure if I want them to be romantic. I kind of would almost prefer it like if they were just friends, but I'm sure they're being set up as romantic, but you think so? I just like, I, I don't kind I'm not, I'm not necessarily getting the reading, but I also like, don't want to get my hopes up that like, they're just going to be good friends, you know? Yeah. Are you shipping Arudo and Izu too? Or you done with No, that? I was never for that one. Okay, I remember we we brought it up on the pod before. Okay, in the movie, in the movie they were like being set up like as like a ship in a weird way that we weren't about. Remember, like mm-hmm. seven, eight weeks ago now. But yeah. no, uh, no, um, I don't really. The show clearly doesn't seem to ship Izu and Naruto. Um, and I feel like I can't tell if the show is gonna make Fuwa and you a ship. I hope they don't because like I don't read it that way, but. It's hard yeah, to I don't get that chemistry at all either. It just feel forced, like when Ray kissed Kylo. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Like, I mean, not Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. I'm tripping. But uh, yeah, it it just feel forced. If anything, like the only ship I like <clears throat> super get as far as like a romantic ship is like Jin and either Izu or Artho. Those are the only ones that seem to like have any like r- romantic tension. Honestly. Yeah, Jenna Izzy would be pretty dope. Um, it was cool that he saved her at the beginning of the episode. And I just need to go ahead and start mentally preparing myself for whenever Izzy is destroyed because they keep teasing that shit so much. Like, Yeah. I mean, first it was like Hirobi. Now it's the arc. It's like, is this really going to happen? Or I don't know. Either way, they're going to bring her back. So like, I think we complained about that at the beginning of our pod. Like the stakes don't seem as high because you can always bring a human gear back. So. It would still suck to see her destroyed, but she can always be brought back. It's really hard to know. Um, Cause like that could totally be like a cliffhanger of the end of the series is I'm going to find a way to bring Izu back, even though she's like corrupted. And I think we're in for something cause there's a copy of her around that is corrupted. So I'm wondering if it's just like, we're going to find out more about her in the coming episodes too. Where it's like, Oh yeah. Izu is like actually like the blueprint for the satellites or something, you know, like weird like that. Mm-hmm. We see um, Naki, they get their own goddamn form finally. And this is also another benefit of, I think the budget being bigger because they have less episodes. Cause I wasn't sure if they were getting a suit, but when they got one here, just kind of out of nowhere, I was like, maybe they just had the money around to make sure they all had suits. Yeah. That was an awesome surprise as well, especially when they embarrassed a guy. And like sliced off his clothes and shout out the guy for having Zaya underwear. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, wow, this guy is like all about it. You can buy those for like a hundred dollars on like premium bandai.com because they're just on their merch game. Uh Zaya underwear. Yeah, I was waiting for the commercial for those as well, but I'm pretty sure you could find them on Amazon or something from their merch store. Yeah, just like a thousand percent support firmness or whatever you want underwear for. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, comfort. That's it. Comfort. Uh, <laughs> one cool thing in that scene is um, Guy says something like, um, how dare you walk so brazenly in here? And then later on, that's what the arc says to Guy when he shows up with his like SWAT team and some like, oh, yeah, and they all get knocked out. Uh, what a monster move to do. Yeah. Um, are we about to get into the fight? Yeah. We'll get in the fight. Yo, I'm I'm one of Guy's number one haters, but he held his own against Miss Wajinra. I was actually surprised how good he was fighting. I'm like, hold up. Like I like for a millisecond, I was kind of rooting for Guy. But that quickly changed and I'm like, I should be enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was that was a great scene. 
fights for sure. They all got in like a finisher on him, like um <laughs> Yeah, right. Like Naki's like a ninja now and they have like cool speed powers. Um we see like a just everything, just <laughs> four different kicks and forty dudes get killed or whatever by like the arc. I don't know. But uh yeah, um in the middle of this like is when Arto gets that pep talk from the vice president. Um and like he shows up to fight the arc and like we mentioned it late, uh, but um, I love that Arto is just so he is afraid and he isn't winning the fight and he loses, but he's still there anyway. Because mm-hmm. like the arc says, and like the episode's called like it can't be stopped, and the arc says like um, no matter how many times um, or um, the results will never change no matter how many times you try. And it's just like wow, and like even with Jin and Arto working together, like chin on the inside like they still lose which is like a cool way though like it's more even and like you see that oh here's where like the here's where like the stakes are at where the characters can't really like win but they're still trying which is really great for me for like being in the end game you know yeah it definitely works a lot um uh i I do feel like it raises the stakes like he's not overly confident like when he fights guy like this feels like a bigger threat than we've seen throughout the whole series so this is this is major yeah guy was like a threat to like society yeah (laughs) he never was like i'm afraid of guy like but now it's like oh shit like next level and he wasn't even afraid of messing with jinrai when Horobi and you know jin were you know uh with their antics but this is this is different yeah because like it's been like leveling up like the first arc like with metsuba jinrai was like i'm afraid of my company's reputation being damaged and losing my company and then like the second arc is I'm afraid to lose my company and society becoming shitty. <laughs> and then this is like, I'm afraid of the world being destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a <laughs> cool way to escalate. Also, uh, did we call this a couple of weeks ago that the arc was going to become a humanoid? I know we were like, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. I think we called it. Can we get some kudos for that guys. Yeah. I think yeah, we we're like, we always talk about what's, ha- what's going to happen next. And I think one of us said, uh, the arc should come back in or fight the arc. I think that um talking about like a the long haired Izu in the opening and that's now set up I guess too um with Azu but yeah um I'm still kind of like curious um cuz the arc didn't actually get like the singularity like data from Jin like we saw like him fake it like the stuff didn't like come from his head like it did for the rest of like Matsuwa Right I did notice that. yeah and we also didn't see that white key again. So I'm wondering if like the arcs got like another level or like ability that we haven't seen that's going to like come. And maybe like that's why the arc didn't kill Aruto was to like try and like squeeze Jin into revealing his singularity point. Yeah, I would like that a lot. That'd be that'd be awesome. Um, and yeah, um, I don't know. But um, oh, yeah, I forgot to say, like, it was crazy whenever uh, <laughs> the arc raised. Uh, Aruto in the air and like yeah it kind of reminded me of like when Frieza yeah did that to Krillin <laughs> I was like oh shit this is it for Aruto but uh yeah I was like oh shit is Aruto about to die and they have to bring him back because I think we speculated that too like they had to bring Aruto back somehow as a human gear but uh I don't think that's gonna happen again yeah I don't know um so next episode um we get a like preview that is for episode like 38 I'm a thousand percent your friend where like guy is working with Aruto, which I'm glad that's the title. Cause like with the way he got like clowned on like this week and like the fact that like they're teaming up, I was like, are they actually going to redeem guy? But I think with that title of I'm a thousand percent your friend, <laughs> I don't think they're going to redeem him, which is good. Oh, okay. Cause I know you kept manifesting that this collab collaboration was going to happen. And I'm like, not, not for it at all, but it seems like it's going to happen in some kind of form. Because the arc is way too powerful for one of them to defeat them on, on its own. They have to team up to beat this guy. I think that um they'll team up, but I think that like then guy will be like, all right, and now I'm gonna like steal the arc's power somehow yeah. and then get it, murdered. It's gonna you be know? a double cross for sure. I don't see guy making it to the end of the series intact. Honestly, he's just what? like been too much of an asshole, you know. So does he just disappear? Or? I I bet he dies if I had to guess. Oh wow. I have no basis for that, but I bet he dies. Um, it's hard to know. Um, 
we'll probably lose like two or three major characters next couple episodes maybe more if i had to guess Hmm. um yeah there's really high stakes there's really big battles um i hope that fucking if yua dies i'm gonna be pissed off uh if guy dies i'll be happy though yeah we're okay with him dying but no um what is your prediction for the last eight episodes of carbonite zero one Ooh, last eight um can i say what i want to happen yeah uh, first and foremost, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen next episode, but I definitely want Aruto to become president of hidden intelligence again. Um, I would like to, him to figure out some way to reestablish humigures back into society. I'm not sure how that will happen, but that'd be awesome to convince, you know, the residents, uh, of this country, um, that humigures are okay and Zaya specs and Raider <laughs> raid risers aren't the way. I'm not sure how he's gonna, you know, bring it back, but that'd be cool. Uh, like you said, a guy could die, <laughs> but yeah. at, a, at a sense, I could see him sticking around and some some kind of like make him a make him like a I don't know. I need some help with that one with a guy, but definitely want uh Aruto to get his 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 crown back. And uh, I would like to see. I wouldn't say they're disbanding of Ames. But I would like to see Ames become something else, something more uh, positive um, instead of, you know, hunting down human gears. I would like to see Ames transition into something else. And maybe you and Fua could, you know, make that happen with a with with some kind of different, you know, way of life or model or something like that. That'd be cool, too. Yeah, I don't that I don't know. Um, the one I most think is I think we're going to get some character death. Guy probably just has to die because who doesn't want to see it? But um, <laughs> Ames probably gets reformed into some kind of like more neutral, like where the AI something I couldn't think of that word, but like you know, just defund like defund um, Ames. <laughs> Let's get this petition going. Defund Ames. <laughs> Why do they need those like progress keys? Like, can't they just like talk to people? And just, but no, uh, just. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure why you need the power of like a cheetah or like a lightning hornet right now. This doesn't seem <laughs> super relevant. Uh, but no, um, I think that we probably see like the rider powers get like destroyed or put away at the end. Like maybe in some way. Like I would like to see. Um, I think we're going to see like a character probably Izu like that isn't completely dead just lost in some way. And like that'll be like a plot point for like the next movie or later on um hmm. i'm not sure but like i think um there is going to be some loss there's going to be like some big cost but i think um i'm not sure what's going to happen the satellite zaya um hasn't really had a personality but the arc has so i'm wondering are they going to reunite is the arc going to be destroyed is the arc going to be like redeemed somehow like is it going to be like when in like demon slayer like it's like oh like i killed you but in the second i was like i'm still your friend and and then the arc is like oh arto was my friend and then dies or is the arc gonna get purified and fused or whatever i don't know yeah now that you mention it i could see aruto finding a way to not destroy the arc because you know he doesn't really want to destroy any version of you know humagir or magir so i could figure i could see him like convincing the arc that there is a way to uh you know live in live in peace and harmony yeah maybe Hard to know. Um, I'm kind of excited that the movie for this show, like not the crossover, but like the main movie for the show, is gonna come out after the end of the series. That's never really happened. Like maybe mm-hmm. we'll get like some cool like here's Zaya America and here's Zaya Brazil and here's like Zaya like Europe <laughs> and they're all all versions of like Thouser and they're here to fuck you up. I don't know. Speaking of what could happen though, um, next week we are back on the Power Rangers train. Um, it, it will be um. Hey, look at um, Ninja Quest, which is the actual start of season three of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So it's episodes four through seven of um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season three. Um, it's where they get their Ninja Power stuff. Um, that will be a guest episode and all of the um, like folks uh, from Ride or Die on as my guests. Um, and there will be um, some crossover with Cocker Ranger. Uh, we haven't decided, but like by the time like this episode's up there will be um those episodes posted as well um and then 
I'll be on episode 31 and 32 of their show um, to talk about episodes 31 and 32 of Comrade Double, which uh, if you have watched it or haven't watched it, it's a very good series of episodes. There's a major upheaval at that point. So it's a very fun point to be on. So James, where can people find you when you're not a stunt-filled show full of heroes? You can find me at PopcornNet on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. Uh, I was just on another podcast, uh, What's It Like, where I talk about like being straight out of the broad. Um, you can find the podcast uh, at uh, on Twitter.com at CommonRideWithMe, uh, CommonRideWithMe.com, which just got a redesign as well. Um, and then um, send in emails to podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com. We are doing a drive for more reviews. If half of you um, were to give us a review or follow on iTunes and Twitter, respectively. We would have way more than we have right now. Uh, we'd love to hear from more of you. Um, and at 10, or at um, like 4 more, we will uh, do a bonus episode. Um, right now, the options are Japanese dub of King of the Hill or, or Surf Ninjas. We could add something more toku. Like, What do you think? Uh, Robocop? Mm. We could do Robocop. That's an odd one out compared to the other two. We could do Death Dread. <laughs> now that would be fun because then we like get to pick which one. And I think uh, we should only feature movies with Rob Schneider. So let's <laughs> be the nineties one. But no, um, yeah. So let's add Judge Dread t- to that list, and then what that means will be up to some committee, I guess. But um, speaking of up to committee, um, when we watch Toku, sometimes we kind of become misanthropes. Like, like we like doing crimes and like being antisocial and um like is there what kind of bad kid are we today let's see i've been sucking at this for the last two months so i it's my turn to step up to the plate i've been leaving the decision ups to you so let's see um watch Kamen Rider and <laughs> uh man this is this is a lot of pressure i was going to say something about when whenever uh naki and destroyed guys' clothes and left them exposed. Um, but I don't want to end up in a court case by saying something like that. <laughs> uh, how about doing like some positive stuff? Like, uh, last week was what, like, watch Power Rangers and like wear a mask? You can go to like defunding the police or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, watch, watch Kamen Rider and defund AIM or defund the police. Yeah, absolutely. And there you know you what? I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's why I suck at being being against the grain. So, yeah, there we go. Watch Rider and defund the police. You're a lover, not a fighter, and I'm a common, not a writer. <laughs> there we go. Bark.